My name is Deidre. I have a new life in Christ, and I'm in recovery for isolation and not trusting the Lord. Hi. I grew up in a Christian home in Arizona. I accepted Christ's free gift of eternal life at the age of eight out of a fear of hell rather than out of a love of Jesus. I was loved and supported, but in my parents' longing for me to always do my best, I began to develop a belief that I was not enough. Throughout childhood, I would push myself to be perfect in school, work, and in social situations. I was good at playing the part of who I thought everyone wanted me to be and therefore was cold, distant, and frequently hard to be around. I consequently believed that I was unbearable, unlovable, and a failure. These feelings only increased as I moved through school. After high school, because I was unhappy where I was at, I needed a change. I knew I wanted to be surrounded by other believers and told my parents that I desired to move to Texas to pursue a degree in nursing. I believed this would solve all my problems. However, little did I know, running away from my problems would only leave me lonelier, more isolated, and feeling abandoned by my family, despite leaving home being my choice, not theirs. College started great, and I enjoyed the freedom that college life brought. However, with each challenge, it became more and more clear that my faith was in me, not Jesus. I realized that I trusted him with my eternity, but not with my everyday life. I moved to Dallas after graduating and joined Watermark and was placed in a community group full of girls who seemed to have their lives together. If you could talk to them now, they would tell you they did not have it all figured out. However, as I saw it then, I was a mess surrounded by sweet southern bells and once again saw myself as the odd one out who had to fit inside a box to truly be accepted. My relationship with the Lord was like a mood ring. My intimacy with him increased with good days and, was, and I was very good at pushing him away on bad days. In attempts to fix my own problems, I explored attending Regen when my work schedule allowed. It just so happened that a few months later, my schedule opened and I was about to be wrecked in the best way possible. Jesus was about to do work in my life and I hesitantly obliged. I walked through the doors of Regen on the first night, planning to be an observer rather than a participant. My desire to isolate and appear to have it all together was stronger than ever, and I most definitely did not want to share my deepest, darkest, my deepest secrets with total strangers. But with the accountability from my community group, I continued to go back with each week and move through all the pages of groundwork. Finally realizing that this program was what I needed, I desperately wanted to start the steps, and the Lord graciously answered my prayer by placing me in a step group. The first three steps broke me, as God showed me that I was a hardcore isolator, minoring, and people-pleasing, who was unable to surrender control and trust God with the everyday stuff. I flew through step one, admit, without a problem, but was hung up on step two, believe. I quickly learned that he could heal me, but struggled to see why he would want to heal me. In step three, trust, he lovingly showed me that trusting in him with my day-to-day -day life was just as important as trusting him with my eternity. When I got to step four, inventory, I was again reluctantly excited. I was excited to see what the Lord would reveal to me, but I was still wanting to live blissfully unaware of my sin patterns and their impact in my life. To my surprise, I learned that my isolation had led to a deep-seated fear of letting people in and authentically knowing me because it also provided an equal opportunity for them to leave. 
I was shocked to learn that I feared abandonment, and this in turn led to a wrong view of Jesus' promise to me. I'd been keeping Jesus at an arm's distance, not wanting him to see my brokenness and risk him leaving. He lovingly reminded me that my performance was not going to earn me a spot in heaven. It is rather in total reliance on him and trust that his death on the cross covered all the sin I had been trying to hide from friends, family, and ultimately the one who I claimed to be my savior since I was eight years old. I finally got it. He didn't and still doesn't want my perfect self. He wanted my full surrender and was going to love me where I was at. He reminds us in John 10.10, I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. I had nothing to offer. It was all him. I learned that he loves, pursues, and is not exhausted by my constant inconsistency. Thankfully for me, unlike past relationships, God promises he wouldn't leave. I would love to say that life after Regen has gotten much easier. And while I've learned to embrace authenticity and strive to be known, the deep desire to isolate is ever-present and something that I must consciously fight against each day. Thankfully, my community knows me well enough and lovingly speaks into my random bouts of silence. They ask the tough questions and help me process what I may be avoiding to self-protect. My walk with the Lord looks radically different. I now make time for him out of a desire to know him more. He is immersed throughout my day rather than randomly thrown into the mix when I need something. The foundation verse that for step three is one I still cling to. But God being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. Ephesians 2, 4 and 5. I now make a conscious effort to trust God daily because of his grace. Subsequently, my relationships have changed. I seek people out, speak softer and with less hostility, and am more willing to speak up when feeling overwhelmed. I'm also more willing to lean into the tough conversations. Though they may still be painful, they are fruitful. I'm in no way close to perfect at this, but through region, I've learned many useful techniques to recognize sin and break its patterns. When I do sin, I am now quick to confess and ask for forgiveness rather than pretending it didn't happen. I came into region thinking this would fix all my problems. Instead, I learned that this side of heaven I will never be fixed. I'm continually being pruned and am reminded that recovery doesn't end at the completion of the 12 steps. I now have the privilege of co-leading a group of women who encourage me daily and am frequently reminded of God's grace and love as we complete each step. So if you hear one thing tonight, I pray that it's this. This program will not save you, but Jesus can. I challenge you to let him take control of your life and radically change it for the better. My name is Deidre. I have a new life in Christ, and I'm in recovery for isolation and not trusting the Lord. To God be all the glory for all he's done, doing, and will continue to do in my life.